0: This episode is sponsored by Bake Savvy, whose motto is, we don't just make cakes, we make memories. To order, call or text 248-270-BSAV, that's 248-270-2728. Follow on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, at Bake Savvy, and Snapchat, Bake-Savvy. Let's start the show.
1: Yo yo yo! What up? It's your man Jake Johnson. Game going wild. Back for another week, episode eight. Is it eight? Yeah. I we thought, okay. Okay. We. That's right. Because seven last week is the number of completion. That was the guy. Bobby so this episode. is plus
0: one. Yeah, man. Uh, how was your week, man?
1: Stupid, stupid long. I hate work. And then- I, I hate getting up every day and going to work for somebody else and letting them reap off the the fruits of my labor.
0: Yeah, I think we need to get this podcast popping
1: in. Yeah, because, uh, like I said last week, if this don't work, it's back to selling Reggie's or, <laughs> or kicking in front doors. Like, I can't... Can you imagine working into... Like, I was talking to my pops. He just retired, like, three years ago. hmm And he's talking about, like, Social Security and his pension. He just turned, like, 62.
0: Okay.
1: But I can't imagine working for somebody, like, another 30 fucking years before i can like really kick my feet up and enjoy
0: life i i feel you man my pops just retired um about four four to five years ago he's what 57 right now um uh, he don't do nothing right now <laughs> yeah yeah my dad don't
1: do shit he take he take trips cut the grass yeah yeah but uh he will not pick up my kids from school which mm-hmm. i think is some bullshit but you know Whatever you get you, you get to live life They my kids That's
0: pretty cool actually
1: yeah, he, he said he can't be Committed to a day <laughs> He said he got shit to do And he will not commit He won't
0: commit to one day Just to pick up his grandkids. Hey you know Your father always had Commitment <laughs> issues Nah him and my mom Was married for like 34 years Oh okay
1: I'm just like dad Just give me one day Where I don't have to Pay for last He's like nah man You know
0: You'll figure it out though Yeah that's funny
1: <laughs> It's sad It's tragic
0: That's funny uh so what about what what, what's crazy has happened this week man
1: uh i don't know if anything really crazy has popped off this week uh the olympics is popping
0: off right now yeah
1: yo black girl magic is for real word (laughs) simone biles uh
0: they're saying she is the greatest gymnast gymnast ever
1: i really can't give an opinion about that because i don't know a lot about gymnastics
0: i watched this shit since i was a kid Uh, really yeah gymnastics Olympics. Period. Oh, okay. Not just Gymnastics, Did that shit come on TV regular? Like, I don't think it ever comes on TV if it's not like the Olympics or like the Olympics trials. It could be. Who knows? Fact. You don't probably matter. catch
1: it like late night on ESPN or something. But I'm, I'm not, I'm not up on
0: gymnastics. Who was Who didn't have a crush on Dominique Dawes when he was growing up? She did look kind of bad, but you know,
1: gymnasts they be little as hell though. They be all did compact.
0: You, well. Uh, I wish the, our uh, audience could see this, <laughs> but you didn't see the pictures of... Uh, so, Dominique... Uh, what's her name? Biles. Uh, Simone, Simone, Simone Biles. I'm thinking yeah. of Dominique Dawes. So, the other white girl, so she did an um, a ESPN body spread. Uh, you One know of
1: the, the other gymnasts. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah, they ain't all built like... Uh, <laughs>
1: Like young ladies, yeah, they, they, some of them look like grown women. She definitely floor.
0: looks like a grown woman. Um I wish I had a way because see, they be
1: they, young. And, they be young as hell. Wow.
0: Yeah, I'm currently, right now, I'm showing <laughs> some pictures. Of, wow, uh, she is full grown. Yeah. Now, wait a minute. This is. I don't know how old she is.
1: Let's.
0: Well, this is in a. It was in a magazine. So let's. So it got to be legal, right?
1: Let's say it's legal.
0: Ah oh, shit! Fuck I'll be like R. <laughs> R. Kelly out here. Niggas she gotta got to be grown. Niggas Cause why R. Kelly a can't do it. You can't do a naked half.
1: No, no. So she at least 18. But a lot She's of these dead. gymnasts be like young. Yeah. 15, 16. Like by the time they're in their 20s, they their Olympic career is
0: done. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we out here uh, killing it. And then we got the young lady, who the black woman, uh, who won the first single medal. Um, For black swimming?
1: woman in swimming, yeah.
0: Before then, in like, 1984, we won something, like, in a relay. But this is the first individual um, event that a black woman has won in the pool.
1: It so, was, I watched that race. Me and too. It, it was kind of, like, when she kind of realized
0: what she had done, just, like, that raw emotion. Because they didn't give her no props. Like, now, at the beginning of the race, they kind of they kind of glanced over, like, oh, yeah, and the little she, black
1: girl. Yeah, they said, like, she has a chance to, yeah, they said, like, she has a chance to medal. Yeah. But she probably wouldn't wouldn't win gold and she yeah. tied him on that gold yeah. and NBC didn't show her getting her well, getting know, her medal
0: NBC, some haters yeah yeah
1: well, who else is oh my, my nigga Michael Phelps
0: Michael Phelps proof there, that bro. the
1: weed is like the mushroom for Mario you Damn. know what I'm saying people shit on weed all the time but the fastest it,
0: man on land and the fastest uh, man in water both smoke weed we, now I don't partake
1: because it's never
0: been my thing. You should. But they make a very strong case.
1: Marijuana is the is, is the best shit ever. Like I I promote that shit. I believe in it. Weed is from the earth, even if some of this shit might be now, grown see, in the
2: factory.
0: Yeah, see that's what I'm this is what I'm worried about. So I'm all okay with the hey, weed is from the earth, natural cures, blah blah blah. Now they doing this extra shit where they taking the T H C out and they doing this. T H C oil? That shit'll get you fucked up. Yeah, what I'm saying is, y'all over, y'all, as soon as white folks and scientists get into it, then it, it start getting fucked up. I like,
1: mean, but you can still get seeds and just grow. Nah, y'all right
0: making, up. y'all y'all turn that shit different colors, nigga. The earth ain't never produced no purple weed.
1: But have you ever smoked purple weed? <laughs> no, I haven't. <laughs> you would wish that it was produced. Nigga, from the-,
0: the earth has never pr- mo- uh produced moon rocks.
1: But Moonrock is like the best
0: shit out there. I don't know. I, I just heard about it on the internet.
1: <laughs> the, you've seen it.
0: Yeah. I've seen you
1: it. you've been around. If you go to the barbershop shop every week, you've been also, around. Also,
0: uh, there may may not be a, a new weed spot called the gas station on Seven Mile Southfield. Y'all guys need to go support. It's black owned.
1: Okay. Can they? Would they be willing to sponsor us with a couple free samples?
0: We find out. I don't know. We'll find out.
1: Because I am a kind connoisseur, of and I would. We like maybe even.
0: You know what? We maybe go down there and do episode
1: that would be even better then we could
0: then we could finally get you high you know what we can do a weed episode inside of a weed shop not a weed episode like let's just smoke I'm talking about the the actually debate uh, you know the medical I think there should be
1: I I think there should be some smoking well you know I (laughs) got I think there should be some smoking going on work in
0: a corporate environment so do I so do
1: I and they drug test us (laughs) (laughs) and they drop us at random but you know what YOLO, you know, sometimes you just got to take your chances in life. You got to roll with the punches.
0: You only live once, but you can get fired as many times as you want to. <laughs> you know, people make a big deal out of getting fired.
1: Once you've gone through it once, it's really not that big of a deal. You
0: only got fired the one time.
1: Who, me? Me. Oh, because I've been the, fired the several whole, times. The whole
0: CBS, yeah. drugs, scrapping with the people fiasco. That was the only time.
1: I've probably been fired from about five jobs. No. Now, a lot of them was when I was, like, young and I just, you know... Whatever, I ain't get no fuck. But, like, as an adult, I only got fired once. And, like, once you get over that initial shock, like, oh, my God, I'm fired, then it's it's cool. You can man, bounce back from that shit. Shout
0: out to my nephew. He just got his first job, man.
1: That's what's up. Where you working at?
0: Uh, Kroger. He working exactly where I told him to go get a job because he can walk there. But as soon as he told me, the uh, first thing I told him was don't get fired. Yeah. You gonna need this job. <laughs> don't get How fired. How old is he? 17. He just turned 17. That's what's up. You remember your first job? Yeah Remember that first,
1: that first paycheck? $95 like this, no. like this is your money
0: $95 check
1: What you gonna buy with it?
0: Uh, School clothes Cause ah. as soon as I got a job My parents said I, They weren't buying school clothes For me no more That's rough
1: You ain't really $95 no, no. really is not stretching uh, Wait a minute Not
0: getting you a lot of shit No this was 1997-ish You know what I'm saying Like 90, $95 to get you Oh listen just get on the Evergreen bus on Gerald Evergreen on the bus go to Fairlane get my ass off the bus go to Hudson's go to the Nautica rack where the $20 t-shirts was at and get you a $20 t-shirt. That was my routine every week. You got paid
1: every week? Uh, you didn't have to go through that bi-weekly shit?
0: Um, no, back then it was a weekly joint.
1: Okay. Okay, so yeah I can see that. You can get friends. Nautica was the shit. Yeah.
0: Like, I, Polo was out but that shit wasn't like
1: it wasn't like it is now.
0: I rem- look, how about this? I remember when Trick Day dropped You Don't Know That, nah, right? He was like, You don't know that? Nah, they're no more polo to me, girl? Like, we laughed at that shit. We were like, Polo? Like, who said that shit was popping? Like,
1: but it, it turned into that. You know what? I, re- I was in
0: the seventh grade. No, I was. 97, no. Like you yeah, no, was in 11, high school. Yeah, you was in high school. That was 11th grade. Uh, I'm like, Polo. Like we know, like that shit wasn't like some shit you should rap about. But, but you
1: know what? I read this article where Young Jerome was like he was homeless for a couple of years, and niggas didn't know that he wasn't homeless or wasn't clocking in on money like that because all he wore was polo, mm. so he could mix and match that shit up. So whenever he goes somewhere, he could always be fresh.
0: No, I'd rather have a sleep
1: a sleep at night. I mean, yeah, I don't want to sleep in the back seat of my car. Nigga, I would, fresh
0: as fuck uh, on the on the concrete.
1: Po. using that same polo sweater as it doubles as a pillow after 10 o'clock
0: yeah man that's crazy uh all right so what else happened this week man yo
1: lebron got that money he got broke off
0: three years 100 million dollars
1: yeah that's that's a nice little come up
0: man what would you do with that well you know what that's actually a really good transition actually Cause
1: I could tell you what I would do with a hundred million dollars. It probably wouldn't be smart. With a Third of that
0: shit. So in, 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 instead of me, you telling me what you're gonna do, we should introduce our special guest.
1: Yeah, yeah. Because this is the the financial. Are we gonna call it the financial literacy episode? I don't know what we're gonna
0: call it. This is very. This is a possibility. That's what it's gonna be called. Uh, and we got uh, Mr. James Anderson from JD uh, Anderson Solutions. Yes,
2: sir. Uh, yes, sir.
0: Uh, here, and uh, we're gonna talk about a bunch of stuff. I mean, you could chime in a bunch of this other foolishness but uh <laughs> LeBron just got 100 million dollars. He'll finally
1: know. be the highest paid player in the NBA, which I Will feel it like be? it. Yeah, cuz he's going to make 31 next year. Nobody makes makes that much in one season right now. Mm-hmm. He'll make 31 million next year, he'll be the highest paid in the NBA next year. But I think mm-hmm. in that second year, you know, they gave Russell Westbrook that big ass money mm-hmm. out in OKC. So I think Russell you know, kind of muscle him under that second year, but at least for one year he will be at the top of the mountain. But for the the you three years straight, really the money,
0: the so I because the money definitely matters. What I'm saying is, I make 31 million dollars, so this guy needs to make 31.5, so just so I'm the highest paid. Like, did that shit really matter?
1: I do think so because yeah. it's it's like a matter of clout. You know what I'm saying? Like, I make more money than all of you niggas.
2: Well, it's just like. Floyd, you know, it's just like how Floyd Mayweather is—he's the top of the guy. So when you're at the top, as far as money is concerned, to say that you are the highest, like you're at the pinnacle of that financially in that arena, then from there, it's all about the branding that comes in after that.
0: So- well, I think Floyd—he's in a different—he's in a different space because the reason he end up making, the reason that he makes so much money is because he put so much money up. Like, absolutely, he fronts all the stuff. He bought himself out of his contract or whatever. But if me and you are just the workers, like, I'm not, mm-hmm. he's getting paid $30. I need to get $30.50 $30. 50 or you, else I'm not
1: showing up. But you see that shit happen at, at work every day when somebody yeah, get, finds right. out somebody else. Makes more money. It's it's a certain like I air the, jealousy. Like
0: you make the same amount of money. I don't care about this extra fifty cent. This shit is the same. Like <laughs> it ain't really that. I mean, I guess it's the. Ego I mean, tree. between thirty one and thirty three million. Nah, it's pro- point. To, point to me something that I can't buy with my thirty million dollars salary that you can't <laughs> buy with your twenty seven million dollars salary. Man, right. We eating in the same place. Yeah,
1: but but what makes it? A, I think what makes it a little bit different, depending on where they play. You know the tax incentives are a little bit, a little bit better.
0: Hey, go one thing, think about. Who you think uh, make more money, Gucci or Fruit of the Loom? Fruit of the Loom. Like you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like at the, the end lawn. of the day, all that clout shit and all that the, the class, man, fuck all that shit. Where the money at? Cause y'all is gonna y'all gonna keep buying underwear forever, and they only ten dollars. But you can go buy that seven hundred dollar belt and all this extra shit. I'm gonna have more people buy these $10 pairs of underwear and t-shirts and guess what we're going to be sitting in the restaurant eating the exact same steak. Yeah? I'm probably going to have two. (laughs)
1: But you won't be wearing Gucci when you eat yours.
0: Shit. (laughs) (laughs) I bet you the Gucci nigga rocking some Fruit of the Loons underneath that Gucci.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So you know LeBron got that money and it's not about just making the money because you know you can make a, a shitload of money but how much is you keeping? Where you putting it at? How do you save it? You know, how do you keep it away? Because, you know, I just put things into perspective. I got kids. And, you know, I look at it like this. I want to make a lot of money. You know, I want to be able to provide for my children. But they mama is a whole different story. I don't want her to be able to get, you know, to, to eat off of my wealth as <laughs> as I become more rich and famous. So it has got to be different ways I can hide. I want to say hide the money, but I can be creative to where... You know, I can keep so listen, more than what I'm kicking out.
0: So here's the uh, here's some more money that I asked a lot of people. Do um, you want a lot of money, or do you want more things?
2: That's
1: a good uh, question. Yeah, you, you asking me? Yeah. I mean, I don't really want a lot of shit. You know what I'm saying? I just want a I want a I want a nice house, night. You know, fully furnished. You know, shit like that. And I want a brand new car. And then just some money to, you know, I don't want to have to go to the register and figure out, am I going to cut my groceries this month or am I going to buy this watch that I want? You know what I'm saying? I don't want to have to make those type of decisions
0: anymore. Yeah.
2: So, then, so, you, say you, so you say you want to be comfortable. You want to be? Hell yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. I get that.
0: So you said that was a good question. Why do you think that's a good question?
2: Well, what he said about, you know, just how to keep your money mm-hmm. is, is really, really important, especially for your children. And the reason why I say that is there's a lot, a lot, a lot of tax loopholes out there that a lot of people are not really aware of that really pertains to your children. Number one, it depends on how you set up your will and trust. Now, I know in our community, in the black community, you know, coming from Detroit, will and trust is, nobody speaks upon that stuff. But that is a really, really, really important aspect that people need to understand. And then the second thing is understanding, you know, and I'm gonna put this out there, you know. How how I'm gonna, I'm gonna be kind of blunt? How blunt can I speak on the show? All right, you can say, all you can say whatever Everyone's you want blunt. to say. Okay, you know I live I live in Dearborn. You know what I'm saying? So you know I stay I stay with a lot of people that come from the Middle Eastern region, and um, they have a whole different philosophy when it comes down to their children and money. Okay. You know, there's a few things that they do inside of their community that's like, all right, this makes sense. I understand it from a financial perspective. One of the things of this is that a lot of times when you go into, like, gas stations or restaurants and stuff like that on that side of town, you might actually see, like, children um, standing behind the counter doing things inside the restaurant, you know, busing tables and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But really what they're doing is they're doing basically what's called a family employee under a wage of a business. And see, with children, the greatest thing you can do for them is open up something called a custodial account. So that's where the parents own the, own the money, okay. but they're actually on the account too. And because they're underage, the age, they can't legally sign a contract. So what I've seen people do is they say, okay, well, I have my child. He lives in my household. He takes care of everything what I have, but then I can actually pay my child a wage. And not only does it become a tax deduction to me, but it also puts money in his account and it's his money. So like you said, that you don't want their mamas and stuff milking off your wealth. When you just pay them as a wage, it's their particular money.
1: Oh, wow. And a, okay. lot of,
2: a lot of people say, well, you know, is that legal? Well, think about all the child movie stars, child actors. Like, there's kids, there's babies out here getting money. Right. The governor right. baby got money for years. Mm-hmm. It's just we can do it in our own same scale. And then back to that, if they're young children, you can do what's called like a 529. Then they can take their money that you paid them and invest it in for themselves for college funds and things like that. Okay. And that's what other cultures do the problem is it's just not in our culture or what we're doing and people don't really talk about that and okay. I see it on a daily basis so when we walk into the store people get all hyped and say oh that's a young guy He's doing a good job nah they're doing that for a tax deduction to keep that money in your house
1: pencil whipping <laughs> yeah that's that's I mean if, if your paperwork game tight, you can you can maneuver in a lot of different fashions now one thing I got a friend of mine his family is Middle Eastern descent mm-hmm. and one thing that he kind of put me up on or what his family has done is, like, gain a lot of wealth through life insurance. Absolutely. Uh, and he said like this, like, say, all the cousins put in a life insurance policy, like, on an older relative, a, yep. a grandmother, a, a great aunt, somebody that, you know, the life expectancy ain't going to be 20, 30 years. Let's you know, keep no, it
0: real. Uh, they about to be out of here yeah, in yeah, years. Yeah, yeah. We about yeah. to cash in. Right.
1: So he said, but, but he said is he got, like, 11 cousins. Everybody gets a life insurance policy on Aunt May. So when Aunt May kicked the bucket, we all get and all paid. Get paid. Mm-hmm. And they, and same, so now the next family member, and they, they continue to do that same thing. Yeah. You know, yeah. they just bite the bullet on the front end because mm-hmm. they know the money is coming, and coming back.
0: leave some, some wealth to your, to your loved ones once you, so if I pass away, I want my children to have, here, take this million dollars. Yeah. And, you know, some of it staggered so you can't blow it all. Mm-hmm or whatever, but I would, I would, I mean, that's good, we want generational wealth, we don't want to just, hell
1: yeah, and, and I want somebody to be able to bury me, you know what I'm saying, I don't want no fish fries, you no go, go-, me. go, no go mis, <laughs> no car washes, I want my babies to be able to put me in the ground, now, I'm also, and dad is straight,
0: I'm almost the exact opposite, like, dog, don't spend no fucking money on this casket, <laughs> dog. Just this just shit starts. is useless, no. So you're about to spend some thousands of dollars on this shit you're going to look at for two hours? You're going to bury this shit in the dirt? So just rent the casket? Man, you going to be me. I don't give a fuck. I'm not coming back. Okay. Like, there's, there's no coming back. I mean, and that's cool.
1: Whether they cremate urn. me or put me in a casket, I just don't want nobody to have to come out of their pocket after I'm dead and gone because I, I didn't set things up, yeah. you know, the right way before I ended up dead that now you got to have a fish fry at the church so y'all got a couple dollars to even even cremate my
2: body. Yeah, that's a good point, man. Like I take so much flack of that because I'm a I'm a total no go I'm a no go for me person. Mm-hmm. You know I believe that you should take care of yourself. I believe that the go for me has got skewed for what it is for what it for what it is. Now I've actually bought products and services from people me from go for me. Like I, I love that I can get in on something new, especially if it's a new tech project or something like that. That's what they that. started at. Like yeah, it was exactly. like
0: tech projects and things of that nature. And at first, it used to have to be some sort of a product. Right. And you give me money to fund this project. Once the project is made, you get this because yeah. you're doing it. Not just, hey, let me borrow some money. Uh, you know. Like, it, it is cheapened.
2: It's, it's definitely taken the nostalgia out of it. And the big thing that I tell so many people that I, I talk with about money, the biggest thing I always tell them is this. You know, you said a key point, generational wealth. Absolutely 100% generational wealth. But when you got 85, 90% of people without any type of life insurance policy, you know, they don't even think that is important. And I can give you guys an example. We're all pretty healthy young men right here. You can go get a 250, dollars 500000 policy for $35 a month with any type of term life policy. So I say that because of this, and I'm going to go kind of deep here, but I'm going to let y'all jump back in. Um, here's the thing. When you say generational wealth, wealthy families and people, and other families and other people from different cultures completely understand that. Because in the African-American community, what tends to happen is it, it's almost a shy away from that because we're too worried about who's going to get our money after we actually die. Mm-hmm. The yeah. difference is is that we can just have it all set up legally and we'll know where it is. So we know exactly where it goes or we're scared of that. So a lot of individuals... For a goal like the life insurance, because they think, you know, oh, me having some money on myself is just, you know, it's gonna make my family all greedy and tear them apart. No, it's set up for the simple fact is this if I was to drop dead tonight, right, my wife needs income to come in to replace my income and replace what i actually bring it in. Right. And what she can then do with that money is then basically replace my income on for life if she knows how to do it and invest it, which I mm-hmm. haven't set up for that. But the problem is, is that whenever somebody die, that person is starting all over from scratch. That's kinda of, this is a brass generalization. Yeah. That's
0: kinda of probably like white folks that die on Monday and the funeral will be on Tuesday afternoon. Absolutely. It's like they are in the ground and counting the money like the next day. I'm like, geez, like it's be like a week later. Yeah. You know, like, Big like,
1: mama die on Sunday, yeah. we don't bury her till a week. Friday
0: afternoon. Yeah. People come in money together. People money people coming in from out of town. Yeah. Like, I really do... Like, somebody... Uh, email them go out... Like, such and such lost their parent... Mm-hmm. Funerals tomorrow. tomorrow. Like, jeez. Yeah. yeah.
2: They don't they don't hold up or slow down. And the reason why I know that, that insight... Is because... You know, my wife... She actually does insurance payouts... Okay. On, on life insurance. So, I, I... You know, I hear some of the stories... That she actually tell me... About... You know, not necessarily... Mom, she can't... You know, share people confidential information... But tell me about the stories... And the scenarios... And all different you wouldn't believe what type of stuff be going on. But individuals have to understand that when it comes down to life insurance, okay, it's not just something that you are just gonna take and give to your family and stuff like that. It's meant to be income replacement. See if I have a fifty if I have a five hundred thousand dollar policy, right? Mm-hmm. And I and I teach my wife, I teach my children whatever, that when I pass away it goes to this trust, it goes to this mutual fund, it goes in this investment, I might get eight, ten percent on that on average for the next 20, 30, 40, years. And that's a damn years.
1: good return. Like, 8 right. to 10% is, right. is pretty good.
2: So I'm so that's forty to $50,000 that can essentially replace my income. And from there, they can then take that and grow upon that. But then also for the children, now the children don't have to start over at zero. See, too many times when people die, their children have to start over at zero. Yeah. Because your seniority and your job, you can't pass to your children. Right. Exams yeah. and... The, the equity that you build up and what you do as far as your relationships of being a good worker, like you said, working 35 years, you can't pass that on. So when you can't physically pass that on, now you're starting at zero. And in most cases with families, they're starting at negative because mm. now they got to get the money to put your ass in the ground because right. you ain't leave nothing. Now we got to find out how we afford this bill.
0: Yeah, exactly. Because I can't stay here with just one income. I need both of these incomes. Right. Yeah. And
2: they got... And it's so ruthless out here. They got, like, they call it reassignment companies. They're basically payday loan places for people that die for funerals. Damn. Um, (laughs) Crazy.
0: So, then your life insurance policy has to be, so, like you said, it's for income replacement. Mm Mm-hmm. So... I gotta have enough to just to replace my income, but I also probably need enough that I can actually set you up for the future as well.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, so, I you know most people who jobs or provide them some sort of life insurance or whatever, uh, you need to go a little bit above and beyond that.
1: You know? Yeah, because that, that shit you're gonna get from your job, like it ain't.
0: It's $40, they,
1: yeah, 40, 50 grand, and that's it. You know what I'm saying? That might. You know, I know you don't want to be put up under the ground in your rented casket, but that might just cover your funeral. Right. And get, get, like there's no reason to get, get somebody all else
2: 15000 $15, You all know, these th- goddamn flowers, man. These shit about be dead in a week. Yeah, it's ten, the general rule of thumb is 10 times what you're making a year. Okay. 10 to 20 times what you're making a year is a good deal. So if you make 50000 if you can afford a million dollar policy on a term policy for 30 years or so like that. Um, if you're healthy, you know you could probably get a nap for sixty, seventy, maybe a or uh, maybe a hundred dollars a month. So, yeah, go
0: ahead. So tell me why mm-hmm. any nigga out here hustling in the streets don't got a hundred dollars a month? Cause you know you in the you in the line of business that that's gonna end your life really really quickly. <laughs> yeah, it's a possibility that your life is gonna be ended really quickly. Yeah. You ain't got a hundred dollars a month to set your peoples up? Cause they're not thinking about that. They're not thinking, they're not about, thinking about that. If like you, literally a hundred dollars. Like nigga, you put a hundred dollars on a big game or the big the Powerball or some shit. Some Jordans. Put a hundred dollars like shit, Air Force but, One's damn near a hundred now. Even when you put you buy some majors, you're getting something in return. So you but if I put a hundred dollars on some easy picks, you doing that in hopes that you will win. Right? Yeah. You know what I mean? So you can't put a hundred dollars on some life insurance.
1: But but you gotta look at the mentality as well. How many people that's hustling is really thinking about, you know, 10, 12 years mm-hmm. in the future? It's a small percentage. You know, niggas that I know to sell drugs and hustle, run guns, do whatever of, of an illegal sort they're thinking about to, today and tomorrow yeah. you know they're not worried they not worried about their kids 10 15 years from now because they think they're gonna get that that big hit that's going that's gonna retire them and that that you know nobody rides off in the in the end and rides off into the sunset it's typically jail or death and you know there might be some money inside of a wall somewhere but you know that's it oh, all
0: yeah. right and then your family Don't know where it's at That's why they got The GoFundMe Cause all your cash Was stuck in your uh, Your third side chick's crib <laughs> Third side chick's Yeah
1: you know Now she saying? Now she breaking down She breaking down the wall And coming to your funeral Right In Absolutely. a In the floor of make.
2: yeah I can tell you guys For a fact Cause I have two uh, Quarter million dollar Policies It's twenty three dollars A month apiece For each one
1: That's what's up Easy work it's Yeah Simple
2: Easy work You and know It's what I mean? better to get it When you're healthy and young because it's a lot cheaper. Mm-hmm. You got to do the blood test. You got to do the the stress test. You got to make sure that your heart actually works in your chest, so you don't croak over the next day. Right. But I, I've even, you know, like I say, it's you know, you go into a term policy, 30, 40 years, whatever the case might be. A lot of people can get a, enough coverage for their family and their lifestyle for well under a hundred dollars.
1: Now, I've I've heard of some policies because I, I hear you use a, the the term policy. So after thirty years. Then you can cash in on it. Now there are some uh, some shorter term policies or sh- or shorter term options, aren't there?
2: Yeah. Well, with term policies, what it, what is set up is like this: is that if I do a thirty year term policy and I die within those thirty years, it pays out. Once it goes beyond the thirty years, I'm no longer insured. Now what what's out there is what's called like whole life insurance, and some people like those. Those are the ones you're talking about that you can cash in and go on for your whole life after the term inside of the whole life. But typically, those guys are going to run anywhere from, anywhere from 350 to 500 to sometimes $1,000 a month, especially when you get into your older age. Now, okay. they do have cash value, but the problem is that most people, if they ain't going to pay the $25 for the easy one, they ain't going to pay the $1,000 to get the good one. Right.
0: Yeah. The $1,000 one, since it costs so much, probably somebody's going to cash you out, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want y'all to get this one, so yeah. we're going to put the price really, really up. Yeah. Uh, so you said you can cash it in. And after a certain amount of time, you get paid off. Well, you no basically what,
2: you basically take a loan against it. It's basically build cash value over those years. So if you have it for thirty years, you build cash value inside of that. Um, and there and there's there's two sides of the coin. For me, I understand how they work. You know, they're not necessarily my my go to per se for individuals because I like the term policy because I say you're better off. Saving your, You're better off buying the cheaper plan and then taking the rest of the money and building the business, building investments or something outside of that, or even just saving for your kid's school. Okay. That's my point. That's my position. But there's other people that, the wealthy people, they really understand whole life and investment grade life insurance. So they can funnel some serious money into it and make some good Like good you have a child, for,
0: if you do a 30-year one on your newborn, at 30 years old, they have a lot of money they can
2: take out. Yeah, if you do well, it's gonna be for a whole life, so it's simply gonna go in the older age there. But yeah, you're you're absolutely correct. I mean, it's a
0: cash value, so it's at, a, if it's in their name when they turn thirty. It's like, well, uh it's I, think time I'm to cash live, out. I think I'm gonna live for another thirty years. Well, Let me cash this
2: out and Well yeah, you can definitely borrow against the cash value there in some and start parts. a business. And it all depends on the terms and stuff like that for sure. It, it's it's definitely it has its pros and cons as well, and it has to fit that, that individual, you know, um but the biggest thing that I, I, I see out there with individuals is, is just simply this. Is understanding that you have... To, if if you gonna love on your family, you gonna take care of your family as like we all want to do as men, right? Yeah. Then you need to set yourself up right to get yourself going. And get something. Whatever it is. Get something so that somebody can actually start... They can depend on you because it's, it's, it's silly. So for me... I have one on my personal my personal life myself. My wife has life insurance, but obviously for one of myself. Then I have one for my business as well. So that in the case of that I do pass away, you know, she get the stuff from my personal expenses to replace that income and then she get the business expenses the revenue that comes in and place to replace that income. So mm-hmm. you
1: can put a life insurance policy on Your business, and too
2: well, it's still on it's still under me. It's just under it's just that that sole purpose is how it's written in the trust is for to replace the income as far as the business is concerned. So you. that would be more or less just strictly she takes that money and just that's going straight to an investment, okay? Where the personal other one is for burying me and taking care you. of it and paying off debts if any of any or them left and stuff like that, okay? So let's,
0: um, so Dan, we know each other for, for quite some time, yes, yeah. sir. Let's talk about, um your business, what it is you do, how you got it started, and, you know, we we'll go from there.
2: Absolutely. Well, I've actually been teaching people finances here for probably like the last three years, really hardcore on, on really teaching people those that information. And the reason why I really got into showing people finances and teaching people personal finance is because I was struggling, okay? Okay. I was one of those people that, you know, I did, the, I did the go to school. I got, you know, get the degree. Didn't work out so well. Went back and got the other degree. Then I started working, you know, uh, as a professional engineer. And I'll never forget this time when I got a bonus and I got $17,500 in one check, you know. And I was excited because I finally broke five figures in the check. And then I didn't even get $10,000 actually deposited to my my bank account. See, at the time, I wasn't... um, I wasn't married at the time I don't have any children no, I don't have a mortgage So I was in an extremely High tax bracket I was getting taxed at 39% across the board yeah. Wow So I started looking at Like okay something, Something's wrong here You know I shouldn't be given. I shouldn't be paying More in taxes Per year than people Make in a salary
1: mm-hmm. Right
2: That's a problem So I started researching, learning things, researching, learning things, going to all different types of financial seminars, financial wealth building seminars, and then I was like, okay, that's great, I'm getting the tactical information, but then I started studying wealthy people, and I started really trying to figure out what it is that they're actually doing differently uh, with wealthy people that, that that really sets them apart, because if you got, you know, you call them the one percenters, I'll call it the five percenters, you know, If you got 95% of something different. Yeah, you know. (laughs) You know, when you start talking about, okay, what's the difference that's separating the masses of people with people that have finances and are set financially, what's the difference? And you start research, you start learning. I actually met a gentleman by the name of Mr. John Petterfordell that actually uh, sent me down and showed me some some life arts and information about finances and things like that. And he said one key thing he said, finances. It's the most important thing that you will never know anything about. Mm. It is absolutely the most important. It is absolutely the most important thing that you will never learn anything about.
1: Yeah, because in school they don't, you know, they you can learn about science shit that you'll never use. Cut a frog open. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. But I mean, they don't teach you how to balance a checkbook. You know, any teach you anything about credit, about taking out loans, and you're looking at it like this: if you 17 18, you a senior in high school, you going to college, so now you have no no knowledge of how to apply for a loan, you know, interest rates, paying it back, and and they are waiting for you, they're preying on you when you walk through as a freshman in college. Absolutely. Discover, AMAX, Visa, they all waiting for your freshman orientation. They're gonna give you a free t shirt and they're gonna give you a two thousand <laughs> oh, dollar limit right. on that credit card and just. You don't even have to worry about it for the next
0: 30 days. Yeah. You can start paying us back that's a little thousand, bit at a time. $2,000 going to end up running you eight grand when it's exactly. all over.
1: What, what? I had me a credit card at seventeen. I I don't have that credit card anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: my first credit card was K-Jewelers. Go watch. That, Go watch. That's, that sounds like a bad idea off-riff. <laughs> Go watch.
1: Is that the first thing you bought with the credit card? Yes. The only
0: thing, bro? Yeah. It's a gold credit card. Okay, jewels. <laughs> yeah, okay,
2: jewels card. Yeah, yeah. And that's the thing, you're exactly right. You can go through preschool to 12th grade, never be taught anything about business, money, capitalism, or finance. And then if you decide to go on to college, you're not gonna be taught anything about it then. And even if you go get an MBA in finance, you're gonna be taught corporate finance, you're not gonna be taught in personal finance. Yeah. So from there, an individual now did 16 years of schooling, they're supposed to go out here do something called get money what everybody do, we know that part but they're supposed to go, like you say get mortgages, get auto loans, supposed to build businesses, supposed to become entrepreneurs supposed to work a job, supposed to understand what a 401k is, an IRA, supposed to get life insurance supposed to do all these things financially and they don't have a clue and in capitalism I'm going to say a bold statement but in capitalism, in order for the work, the mass majority of people have to be capitalized upon mm so what i said is i'm like okay when i finally started getting myself right this is a tip for the fellas if you're married get your get your get your wife straight get her totally debt free get her you know i paid off all her credit cards oh, or her business, oh, stuff man. like that get her totally debt free they're working on yourself later because happy wife happy life i believe in that um, I,
1: I get that to you, <laughs> ten thousand percent.
2: And then you take you, you start, and I was like, okay, let me start really focusing on teaching people this information. So I started partnering up with a um, with a company called My Econ, and that's short for My Economy, because we're focused on helping um you know people fix their own economy. It is a black-owned uh, direct sales company, um, and uh, I know both the founders. And from there, I was like, this information is really, really powerful. And I could start disseminating it from people. And that's when I started blogging. That's when I started talking to people, doing, doing workshops and things of that nature. Okay. Because <clears throat> finance and money, you know, is not everything, but nothing can be done unless you have money.
1: Yeah.
2: See, some people's goal might be to say, okay, let's have the, the biggest house on the block. You know, let's have the, the nice cars and stuff like that. That's cool. I'm not taking that away from anybody. But somebody else's goal might be, okay, with all the issues going on, I'm going to start an empowerment group for for young black males. Where the building is going to come from? Where the materials are going to come from? They got to eat sometime if they're going to be at your school for four hours on a mm-hmm. Saturday.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: And it's not everything, but it is everything in itself. And it's a quote by, um, I think it was, uh, I think, uh, what was it, Jim Rohn, ZZ, ZZ, one of the two. They basically said, you know, money isn't everything, but it's right up there with oxygen. <laughs>
1: yeah, so I said to
2: myself, my mental framework was starting me, propelling me in the business and got me really motivated. was like, well, shit. I'm sitting up here waking up every single morning going to get this thing called a dollar, and yet I have no idea how it really works. Now, if I'm going to go chase something more than I chase my wife around the house or more than I go play with my, play with my nephews and my nieces, and I'm going to go do something... 40, 50, 60 hours a week when you add commute time, you know, and think about it, hope about it, some people pray about it, scheme on it, lie about it, do whatever. I need, to un- I need to understand how it works. Yeah. And that was the motivation for behind it, so.
1: So, how long have you, you, you personally been in business?
2: Uh, three years, about three years now. Okay, yep. okay.
1: So, you know, just as an entrepreneur, are you... You know, you're still able to maintain and 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 I guess essentially practice what you preach.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. Okay. I uh I just put up a video on Facebook talking about these shoes I got on, talking about what are those? You know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's like uh, you know, I it's a running joke that I got because you know a young guy pointed to my shoes and he was like, you know, what are those? And I'm like, hey man, they're they're actually uh, Champion owned by uh that's a brand by a company called Haynes, which I actually have stock in, so I'm gonna buy. Products that I actually have stock in their portfolio in my portfolio.
0: Nice. So, so what are those? An investment. An investment. Yeah. Taxes exactly. what it exactly. is,
2: Exactly. So yeah, I do practice what I preach. I cut my taxes. Um, I do take free cash flow they made my debt. You know, I enjoy that particular product, that process of it. That's cash flow management, and then I enjoy the sharing portion of it and disseminating the information.
1: Okay. You said made your wife debt free. That's that's you get a
2: good you start. Get your wife debt free, man. Pay off her car. Pay off first. I'm telling you, dude, it makes life so much easier, man. And I think uh, whoever has the less
0: debt, pay that off first. Absolutely. Yeah, it's yeah for and sure. Whatever, whatever credit card has the less, pay that one off first. But I
1: think a lot of times that's a conversation that kind of gets missed. You know, people are so, in, I love her. We're going to be together forever and don't know that she got $60,000 worth of credit cards that she owe sacks. Mm-hmm. Uh, Neiman Marcus, exactly. you know she got a lot of money sitting out there, and now y'all together. Now it's your problem.
0: Yeah, yeah you know it's, what is y'all problem? Because yeah, you if you want to build together, uh, she got eighty thousand dollars in student loans. And, so if your if your debt is less than hers, if that's the case, then y'all work together to get yours down, and then based off your A one credit after that, then y'all can use that to help build, and then to bring in more income to knock her stuff down. And you're then right because all both got A one.
1: That debt is 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 an anchor on people. You know it's what I'm saying. Curse. I I knew I knew a homeboy of mine when him and his wife got divorced. He had a, he had a hundred thousand dollars in debt.
0: They let him to get divorced.
1: Uh, I don't know the particulars. Because
0: but I so I don't know. I how guess after is.
1: the after the divorce, you know, with the loss of her income, you know, yeah. things of that nature.
0: This is the reason I I said this episode was going to be the institution of marriage is overrated. <laughs> but, but the reason I say that is Because you get married Because it's you The woman Guy In the state of Michigan Right mm-hmm. Right. In the state of Michigan Say if you owe back taxes Y'all ain't getting divorced That's correct Y'all not getting divorced Until we get our money first. Wait like, a minute What What? That, I don't remember saying I don't remember Signing up for you Telling me I couldn't get divorced Yeah the state of Michigan Has a The state Whether whatever state you're in Has dominion Over your relationship Over your marriage And I think marriage, man, woman, God, not the state. But finances is very bit important because that's all... That's
1: finances will cause you to get divorced. Right. Straight it up. It will
0: cause you to get divorced and it will make you stay married because y'all can't get divorced until y'all pay me my money back. Yeah. yeah. Like, you are property. property. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. You are you a are property of the state of our government because you can't do this until you give me my money back. You are debt. You in itself are debt. Yeah,
2: right. Yeah. And yeah. Anything that you gotta sign a license for you know, this is just anything that you got we're going here so anything that yeah. you got to sign a license for you always got to think about it but it has a license coupled with it's some type of financial agreement that's coupled with it because yeah. there's no really reasons to really have true contracts and licenses which a license is just agreement with the state or the federal government or something like that and it basically requires you it basically requires you to have some type of financial um, agreement in there and that's just with anything but you're absolutely right and about marriage, would uh, marriage will be destroyed based upon finances? That's Man, what I-, I can
1: I can't tell you how many people I know. You know, it's hard to lay in a bed with somebody and they got bad spending habits mm-hmm. and they fucking up the the monthly mm-hmm. budget. You yep. know what I'm saying? She got to have her nails and hair and shit done, and it's putting y'all in the red. You know, that's that's gonna put a strain on a relationship. I know I can just speak for myself personally. I did some wild shit back in the day. You know some more some mortgage fraud i just call it plain and simple what it was there's some mortgage fraud you know bought my wife a half million dollar house for me and my wife and the kids knowing that real i had a plan on how i was gonna pay for it it was some dirty underhanded shit and the plan fell through so now i'm stuck with this half million dollar house mm-hmm. and i thought you know having a big ass house having a You know, nice furniture, being able to go shopping, her and the kids living how they want to would make her happy. But in the end, it just put a strain on our relationship because now, you know, my mortgage at the time for this house was like thirty eight hundred dollars a month.
2: Shoot. (laughs) (laughs) You know, my my
1: mortgage was crazy. I was able to maintain for a minute. But, you know, what what I didn't understand about, you know, the house is almost four thousand square feet. So $3,800 a month just for the mortgage. In the summertime, I got two air conditioning units in the back. So my smallest bill in the summer was coming in about $700. Mm-hmm. I got two furnaces in the basement to, to heat the house. So come the wintertime, you know, that gas and electric bill coming in $1,100 a month. I just didn't understand the upkeep. And that stress was fucking killing me. Yeah, It was killing me. Cause, cause when I started to fall behind and just really made that realization, like I'm drowning in this house, you know, that's quote unquote, it's my fault. Yeah, it was, it was all my fault, but I thought, you know, having things, you know, would make us happy, would help the relationship. When in the end, it just put a complete strain on a relationship and it made me hate like this dream house that I let her, you know, go out and find and pick out and have whatever she wanted. I hated this house in the end. Mm You know what I'm saying? i th- I I never forget, you know, I got a partner of mine that's, you know, has done some insurance jobs on his houses. Good mm. for burning them down.
2: <laughs>
1: and I was thinking, you know what? I got insurance on the house. I'm going to burn this bitch to the ground. But he was like, nah, man, you can't really burn them down out in Canton because, you know, the fire department right around yeah. 10 minutes away, ain't a lot of fires out in Canton. Nah, They're going to be either. here in about two minutes, and you're just going to have a lot of smoke damage. Mm. You no know, the insurance company will take yeah, care another of that. Debatable.
0: Another yeah, payment. Yeah, they'll take
1: care of the insurance damage, you know, give me some new cabinets and shit yeah. and it will be, you know, all with my day. And it's I can't close. try and burn it again. Yeah. yeah.
0: And if you burn it too good, they can be like, "Nigga, you did this shit yeah. yourself." Yeah. The gas can <laughs> is burning. <right there. laughs>
2: yeah, you that's that's you, I mean, that is what it is, man. With marriage, I tell everybody, all new couples, every new couple. Some people believe in marriage counseling. Some people don't believe in marriage counseling. But I tell you, do this: out of the little workbook, do the financial section yeah. of the marriage counseling. Even if you don't, even if you don't get into the dark secrets and the dark past and the skeletons out the closet, do the financial section. And in the marriage counseling, it literally it says this: the one who is better with money management and better money habits, let them manage. Take the responsibility it. of it up front, and you are to spearhead on the finances. And then on the flip side, the next chapter of most of the books say this is that if you're the one that's better with the family, remember their birthdays, remember the anniversaries, sending out the cards and stuff like that, then you spearhead that. Yeah, and you
1: got to play to your strengths because you're a team. A role, yeah, you're a team.
2: And then you got the person that don't know anything about money management, not really, I guess you I don't want I'm gonna, I'm going to say submit. But if some ladies listen to that, they're going to get upset with me. But awesome. they, they, yeah. they, they, love, honor, and <laughs> they love, obey. Love, it's, it's, honor, it's in the vibe. Obey. <laughs> some of the, you just got to uh, adhere adhere to what you guys agreed upon.
1: You can tell you've been married.
2: Yeah. Hey, <laughs> yeah. I, I I want a great marriage. So I, I, I studied that. The same thing. If I'm going to be tied, just like money, if I'm going to be tied to something for life, I want to know what the deal is, you know? Yeah. And, I, and I learned that because, you know, when you do that, just that portion of it, it makes it so much easier because it forces you to be honest because it says, before you guys get married, what are the financial states of both of you guys' uh, life? And, it, and it's, you, you, most of the time, you're going to do it with a pastor. So if you're going to lie to your pastor, you're probably going to lie to everybody else. But, you know.
0: And what people don't can't realize, that, I mean. Can't you, lie on that credit report. Yeah, nah, you can't lie on that. Nah. You know what I'm saying? FICO is real. Right, right. And,
1: well, and a lot of times when people just fail to kind of look at you know, typically it's two people coming from different type of backgrounds. Yeah. How your parents may have taught you how to deal with money. You know, your wife's people may not have taught her the same way. You know, you you may have had a bank account for all these years, and she keep her money in a shoebox up underneath the bed. You know what I'm saying? So I mean, those type of things can, you know, can make a huge difference. But yeah, we we want to keep that money right and keep it in keep it in the pocket instead of instead of paying it out. Now, you know, just. Just in terms of you know what what type of advice because we just regular everyday wage workers you know what I'm saying Mm -hmm. you know bringing home a check every two weeks in my case just just once a month and and, yeah the shit is terrible
0: Uh, I'm not that disciplined
1: (laughs) I'm not that disciplined either so I mean it, it leads to challenges on a monthly basis but I mean what what are beyond just the life insurance policy that we talked about we can start that off for like you said about under a hundred dollars a month, which isn't a huge, you know, a huge undertaking. What other tips can just a regular everyday person start to take to invest, or you know, even start that journey to get out of, to get debt free?
2: Okay, that's that's a good good question. Um, there's like four things that I usually four to five things I usually point out to people. Um, that's working a job, just bringing in income. Nothing wrong with that. But number one is you wanna make sure if you do have some type of 401k on your job and they do some type of matching, at least contribute up into the match. You ain't gonna get free money from anywhere else, you might as well get it from there. All right. So if right. they match at five percent, put in five percent, so now you can have your ten percent. And that's really if you think about it, that's a hundred percent return of your money. Okay. If they put in if you put in a hundred dollars, they put in a hundred dollars. That's a hundred percent return. You ain't gonna get that anywhere else. So at least contribute that and then you also get a tax deduction for that. Okay. Um, a lot of people are just not taking advantage of that inside of what they might have in, in their 401k at their job. Number, Along with that, if you do have a 401k, make sure that you at least know what's in it. Most 401ks at jobs give you the option to pick what type of investments you're going to have in there. Whether it's going to be bonds, whether it's going to be a target fund date, or just stock funds and things like that. You're to gotcha. have that. The second thing I say is you have to get control, 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 control of your tax bill. Period. You cannot afford to give thirty percent of your income away every single time when you get paid.
0: Hell yeah! You
2: you have to get control of that. How how do how do you do that? How do I do it? I well, how does one do that? How does one do it? You got to become a business owner. Okay. You got to become a business owner. Business owners write it off. Write everything off. You can write off your lifestyle off, and it says in the actual IRS publication, publication four sixty three. It says, uh, what entertainment expenses are deductible? It says, entertainment it generally includes anything that provides rec- recreation, entertainment, or amusement for you or your guests. Examples include nightclubs, sporting clubs, social athletics, um, and theaters. Uh, Podcasts
0: work on that, too?
2: <laughs> you right. might have this to an LLC real <laughs> right. quick. Yeah. yeah you All produce, this equipment I bought? You're producing a product. A podcast is a product. You're producing a product. You have advertising. This is your business as a sole proprietor partnership. This is a business.
1: So if we go to the bar tonight and you buy the Patron, we can ride it off. Well, we got
0: to take James out. We go, we go to the bar, <laughs> write that shit off. Yeah. Yeah. We had to take out a really? guest, you know?
2: We well, had to take out a guest, and we were talking about business, and I'm promoting my business, and we we're having a decent business discussion. That, that counts. But I find it funny that in the Every IRS you public, go to golf,
0: it's a business meeting.
2: Well, I mean, why do you think all the companies take all the executives to golf retreats? Yeah. They ain't doing it for free.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: You gotta get control of your tactics. I gotta learn how to play golf. Yeah, I know I play. I started playing last year. Yeah, I saw some videos on so you getting it. Okay, okay. It. I ain't, I ain't the man. But <laughs> you can at uh, least hit the ball. I can't, I can't, I ain't doing. It. I, I should have hopped on the lessons. with You I just threw
0: two two sets of clubs away. I just moved. I ain't I'm, I ain't want to move. Them. I took the good clubs <laughs> with me. I threw the other ones in the trash. For some reason, know? that
1: just doesn't sound smart. It just doesn't sound smart.
0: I, mean, I bought those bitches off of Craigslist, nigga, for like thirty-five dollars. That in the States <laughs> here. These are clubs until so I got some good ones Hey Then you was like Man what are these I'm you like know? dog uh, I didn't got my 30 yeah. I, for, uh, I ain't really
2: moving them So
1: Okay oh, yeah, Okay well absolutely. Some, some Your trash Somebody else as well
2: There you go You got it And that's the thing You know It says The first thing it says It doesn't say like If you're going to like Going out to have a coffee Or something It says nightclub That's the first example They give It's like nightclub Like what Okay you got to get, get control of your taxes. So like cell phone, home phone, internet access, um, those things are clearly tax-deductible. This podcast is going to be online, so you're, technically your your internet is not tax-deductible because mm-hmm. you got to upload it. Uh, car and truck expenses is absolutely huge. It says in the publication that if you drive your car just to work, to go make money, guess what? Your mileage ain't tax-deductible. But if you drive your car to a temporary work location, and then drive your car to work, guess what? Your mileage is now tax deductible. So what that means is that I can then, I can basically drive my car, go meet with somebody for about 15 minutes, discuss business before work, drive to work, and then now my mileage becomes tax deductible and they give you 54 cents for every mileage you drive from business.
1: So, okay.
2: So, it's several different, it's over like 400 tax deductions out there that a person can get very easily. Um, and the government says you got to do two things. Number one, you got to keep records. There's software systems that I offer that actually does that, uh, called a cash flow manager, or you can do stuff online. It's very simple to do that. And the second thing, you got to make an attempt to make a profit. Well, everybody already trying to make an attempt to make a profit, and get some money. So if you got a hustle mentality, you cover those two.
0: Yeah, you only—if i you only can run a business with no profit for what a certain amount of years, and before they be like, all right, you just using this as a shale or something.
2: Well what typically ends up happening is no exact law that states that, but it does say that um, you know, you need to have some type of growth and attempt to make a profit. Now if you're buying business cards, you know, you're you're passing off flyers and you're you know you're doing you know whatever information like a YouTube video, you know, anything to put out that you're actually doing a profit, that counts. Who's to say that you just don't suck and can't make no money? Mm, okay. You know? But if you're still making your intent, it's pretty you're still good to go. So they, they'll say, okay, they'll do what's called a hobby test. Are you consistent? Do you do this on a regular basis? That's the first test. Every Saturday they go. Yeah, they, yeah. The second thing they're going to say is, hey, guys, uh, they always the auditors do this trick. You got a business card or some type of information or something like that. You know, something that distinguishes from your separate your personal life with that—that's very simple these days. On, uh, and easy. Uh, Shop Talk
0: podcast on Instagram and Shop Talk podcast three one three on Facebook. Yeah. There
2: you go, done. You know, so the lines are becoming very blurred because of technology. And with that being said, more people can take advantage of these things that's actually out there, as long as you're doing that. And then what typically happens? Most people I work with, they can usually pick up anywhere between ten and thirty thousand dollars worth of tax deductions. And I focus on stuff. That they were going to spend money on anyway, so you're always going to drive to work. Let's yeah. take a five minute detour, get that mileage. You're already going to have a cell phone, home for internet access, whatever the case might be. You're already going to go out to eat. You're already going to do all these things. So, right off the things that you are going to spend money on, cut your taxes. Most people can cut their taxes easily two hundred to a thousand bucks a month. Then the third thing I say is you got to get control of your debt. So if you, if you are Doing your investments, you're cutting your taxes. Now, when you cut your taxes, you can bring in extra cash flow if you adjust your withholdings. Now, I didn't take the money that was formed going on
0: Uncle Sam. Yeah, That's going to be my next question. So, when you're doing your taxes manually, mm-hmm. essentially, don't take it out. I'll pay it at the end of the year type of thing. Don't, so, don't take it out your check? Don't take
2: it out my check. Um, I'll take care of it at the end of the year. Well, typically what happens is that if you are working some type of W-2 income, you will still pay a little bit out your check. It's hard to really get down to zero unless your income's like really, really, really low. But um you can you can adjust your W four and pull out some of that money back. So if a person paying five, six hundred dollars a month in taxes, maybe they can save about three hundred dollars and pull it in. And because the tax deductions will drop their their taxable income down, they then can then use that money on a monthly basis. So mm-hmm. you got three hundred now, so now you got cash flow that you didn't have before. Now just take that and drop that on your car note. Yeah
0: or whatever whatever bill that you got you that's do. the highest or the lowest to
2: get that out the way you, yeah you it so once you do the, once you do the investments the match on the free money you do the taxes you do the debt I just say once you start cleaning yourself up and working on that plan there you gotta focus on some way to build you a business cause like you say you know we all don't wanna work 30, 40 years for somebody else I can't
1: do it yeah. I can't do it
2: but
0: Just take this into consideration Mm -hmm. because uh, open up your own business is cool, but don't think because you're an entrepreneur now that your life is easy. No, no, you're going to work. (laughs) So, those 40 hour work weeks, those are 60 hour 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 work work weeks. It's probably not going to be for the same return. Mm Uh, at first no that's not. not so it is it is a it is a, 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 a definitely a big undertaking and mm-hmm. 9 out of 10 small businesses do fail, fail so. Yeah. so
1: but i mean if you can if you can stick with it's like it's how i look at it is like anything else in life if you can grind it out if you can grind it out through the tough times those first probably 5 6 years you know after that you can probably flourish yeah.
2: and that's what's so beautiful about what you guys are doing these are intangibles Outside of your first investment of the equipment, and you know things like that, you have a product that's going to last in cyberspace forever and never expire. You have nothing product. dies on the internet. Nothing <laughs> dies <laughs> on the internet. Man, you know what's so crazy? And I don't think we talked
0: about it on this podcast before. Um, years ago, uh, I used to do music. Mm-hmm. Um, had a company, Black Sea Government. We put out a couple of projects. Um, back in 2005, we put out the first project called The Detroit News. Uh, uh, my homeboy, uh, Haiti. PD Pistons mm-hmm. uh, at the time, PD Pistons, now PDPI. Um, so it was hard to get music on the radio yeah. uh, back then, so we started our own radio show online, mm-hmm. like citygub.com. In retrospect, it was the first podcast. Yeah. This was 2005 before podcast was out. We recorded radio station, we recorded a radio show in my living room. You can either stream it. Go to the website and stream it, or you can go there and download it. Now, this was before podcasts podcast was popping. This was 11 years ago. This was um, yeah. Fast forward, boom. Uh, but that information, is still out there. Right. Like, you can go find them. I mean, they're 11 years old. The is music, it on MySpace? Uh, no. <laughs> no, honestly, yes. It <laughs> actually is. is I MySpace. just can't remember my username and password.
2: <laughs> yes, it actually is on the Black City Go MySpace. Page. Somebody need to make a service where it's an app. Where you can just put in your old emails and they give you They it, find they, all, they your, find all your usernames and your. Man, they found Kevin Durant old
0: oh, black panty Yeah, man. yeah, it was. It was bad it was right and, and some of that stuff need to just stay dead. Yeah, yeah, It just need to stay dead. Yeah.
1: So, so let me ask you, you know, if we're interested in learning more information about. Just what you do specifically, your business, your services. Like, where where do we find you?
2: All right. Number one, you can follow me on any social media at at I am J.D. Anderson. So that's I am J.D. Anderson. J.D., James Daniel Anderson, J.D. Anderson. Any social media, Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, uh, all that stuff. I'm even on CyberDust. Never heard of it. That didn't mean... no, that's the Mark Cuban one. That's the Mark Cuban one. I, I didn't hear that. That's the Mark Cuban one. Come on, boy. Come my boy. I've heard of everything. <laughs> um, my website is um, jda-solutions.com. That's jda-solutions.com. You can go right there. I'll put up blog posts and things like that. You can click on Learn More. It's going to take you to a small video, and if you drop your uh, name and email in there, I'm going to start hitting you with some information um, about taxes, credit, debt, investing, and stuff like that in your inbox. And, of course, you know, if you look me up on YouTube at I am JD Anderson, you're going to see tons of videos that I have out there just talking about different things, about overspending, about budgeting. You know, even some funny videos that I put out there just talking about people, you know, like, you know, why you don't want to talk about money around people. So, definitely, I'm out there. Uh, again, the website is jda-solutions.com. You can click learn more. You can connect with me on any social media. Um, ask me any questions. I'm always pretty responsible Pretty responsible to individuals. You know, I love talking about money because I hate that it's one of the taboo topics mm-hmm. like religion and and uh, politics. Yeah. We need to put money out there.
0: Ooh, wait till the religion episode.
1: We should bring Nina back in. Yeah.
0: Oh, it's going to get, get
1: tough. Yeah yeah uh, when
0: the religion episode come
1: on is this is this a good time to plug us cuz we're about at, at at shop closing
0: yeah uh oh yeah i guess it is about this time <laughs> to, uh, to do do the do the regular rundown uh before that like this is probably the most uh informational yeah I mean, what bunch of foolishness. this was like some straight up stuff that we need to I get. mean
1: cuz it it can't be a lot of jokes when you're talking about your money cuz yeah. people don't you know, you don't fuck around with the cash. Yeah,
0: and that's something that we do need in our community specifically, uh, which I because I didn't learn,
1: I really didn't learn about money and wealth until I got to be a grown man, and I already had debt and kids and I bills you, and shit.
0: I didn't learn about how to create wealth and things uh, until I read, and it and it was, was so it was rich a dad, dad poor dad. Yeah, it was rich dad poor dad. The Robert Kiyosaki, rich dad poor dad, read the book, enjoyed the book. He came into town. I went to the seminars and learned some information. Me being a salesperson my whole life, I recognized it was a hard sell that whole weekend. Mm -hmm. Hey, buy this $14,000 class. Even taught you how to do the move. I knew some
1: people that paid and bought bought into that class. I
0: got a lot of good information from there. You ever played the game, Cash Flow? Mm -hmm. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I got a lot of good information from there, Uh, but it was definitely a sales job. Like, I don't have. $15,000 to take you to... But, I wish I did. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? But, um, that was the first time that uh, they they broke down of making money uh, without putting money down, Mm -hmm. using your own credit, getting an A1 credit score, and using... Yeah. uh, Buying rental properties, um, uh, manufactured homes, things of that nature. Like, that was the first time I actually got into thinking outside the box and like, how do you create wealth? And how are these people... Doing this. I remember when I first started at, uh, years ago, I went on like a tech ride along and I was out in Bloomfield, West Bloomfield, and Telegraph and Square Lake Road. Yeah. These giant houses and everything. And I was thinking to myself, what the fuck do all these people do for a living? Right. Like, everybody's not a doctor and a lawyer. Yeah. Like, what do these people do for a living? And what am I doing so wrong? What are so many people doing so wrong that these just regular Working folks, I assume, can afford these mansions, and I'm over here in the exact opposite. You yeah. know what I mean? Now, I'm like, I, I got to get to it. Some, something's up. They know something that I don't know, and I want in.
1: You know, besides the the Kiyosaki book, because that's kind of what, what opened my eyes. I was fortunate enough, you know, when I was younger, in my early 20s, to have a mentor. A gentleman by the name of Donald Snyder owned a uh, business in Detroit on Woodrow Wilson, Called PaperPlast, where they supply paper and plastic products to like the DPS, uh, just uh, to the airlines, and it would be things like you know when you open up the, the little fork and knife combo in the little yeah, cellophane, like they were they were manufacturing things like that. And he wasn't you know an older guy, probably mid forties, you know, and he was you know saw something in me as a young man that kind of just. Take me under his wing. Let me bug him a couple hours, you know, throughout the week so I could, you know, kind of learn more and see more. And I remember at one point, you know, he was looking to invest in, like, Church's Chickens. Mm-hmm. He was going to buy, uh, I think, about 15 Church's Chickens franchises, you know, within within Michigan and Ohio. And this was right before, like, the, the real estate fallout, which, you yeah. know, fucked up a whole lot of people. Right. And just seeing, you know... Him, granted, he had he was a millionaire. He had attained wealth, you know, later on in life. Cause he told me he was working a regular job up until he was about 35, 36. So he attained wealth at a at a later point in his life. And just to be able to see that, you know, as a young man, I knew that I could have like I always had that desire for more, but being able to see that from somebody who was tangible, that I could actually reach out and touch and know that you know he came from the same things that i came from right, right. and he made and he made it and was a millionaire was you know nice enough to show me that side of life i had never i remember we had a meeting for church's chickens and we flew out to atlanta and was back in detroit by the same night i had never did nothing like yeah, that wow. you know what i'm saying i i didn't know that when you flew private you ain't have to fuck with tsa <laughs> and, and get patted down you just right, walk right. you walk through the, the strip you know you fly you fly out and i came back in and once i saw that Side of life, I was like, nah, this ain't getting up every day and working for somebody else ain't where it's at. No matter how much money they paying, you. so I mean, being able to be exposed to different things and seeing that, you know, living being poor is a mentality.
0: Definitely, you know what mindset.
1: I'm saying? It's broke, broke is a mindset, and no, so. you don't
0: know you broke until somebody explains it to you. That's how I know it's a mindset. Mm. Yeah. Growing up or whatever, this is this is just normal. You having fun, you are living, you don't know that the uh the milk that you actually got, your mama uh actually was just pouring the, the uh the manufactured milk into the regular carton. Yeah. yeah. Uh you know, we yeah. had the the all of our all of our uh open the cabinet, it was a white box with black letters. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We didn't know that Chicken. it was powder milk that Eighth. was getting poured yeah. into the regular carton like we had no idea. Who knew? Cereal.
1: You didn't uh, you eight. didn't know you were poured because, you know, you wrap it up nice. Yeah. yeah. You know, make it look good. But- I mean
0: like well people don't realize so poor is a mind state, um, and I've never had a poor mind state. Yeah. Uh, on paper, however, a lot of us are poor.
1: Hell yeah. Uh,
0: under the poverty line, or, or just barely making it. Like, well, well, if uh, you miss two checks, I think it's some 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 strange things are gonna happen.
1: <laughs> you are gonna have to make some harsh harsh reality decisions. Yeah.
0: So um, it's definitely always good. I'm glad you you know had some free time to come on to just get the. The spark flowing, yeah. Exactly. As we as we talked about what got our spark going or whatever, and the spark has been sparked again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hopefully, hopefully we can light it in somebody else. And, you yeah, know what I'm saying? Somebody that listening, reach out to you. Absolutely. Because and, uh, and we're not we're card. not
1: all foolishness. We trying to we trying to help the people too. Yeah. Absolutely. Shop Talk Podcast is for the people. Yes, it's for the people.
0: Yeah. uh In my uh every time I hear that shit, I think of, uh ODP. Puffy is cool, but Wu Tang is for, for the, the kids. Yeah, <laughs>
1: you know what, man? Before we wrap shit up, I guess I will say one one, one foolish thing. You know, speaking about Wu Tang in particular, yep. so so now my oldest son is thirteen years old.
0: Yeah,
1: and for him, he thinks I'm a relic. You know, at thirty four, he thinks I'm the oldest piece of shit walking the earth. Of course, he made a joke a few weeks ago. Now, straight up, he him and my I got a I got two boys, mm-hmm. and my youngest son is nine. My, my youngest son came to me earnestly and was like, Dad, what was it like back in 1980s with dinosaurs? I said, yeah. wasn't no fucking dinosaurs back in 1980 Holy when I was born. Shit. I said, who told you that? Oh, my my brother. Your brother's a fucking asshole. Yeah. There were no dinosaurs back, back in the 80s. I and I don't know what dinosaurs looked like. Yeah, dinosaurs
0: don't exist. Yeah.
1: Uh. But uh, bringing, up the Wu- bringing up the Wu-Tang shit, so what's that new station, 105, 105 one that, bounce. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that repeats the same 25, 30 songs all day, Cream came on the radio, and I just, you know, looked over and asked him, you know what this is? Nah, never heard the song before. I
0: wonder what our music, quote unquote, our music sounds like to them.
1: He knows some stuff, but like the uh, fact that he didn't know Wu Tang, like no, it hurt I, my heart.
0: I don't think you understand what I'm saying. So like, if I listen to a paid in full album, like right now, it sounds dated. Like yeah. you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It don't sound as full. But well, Rakim like still
1: sounds fluid.
0: I'm even saying, thirty years. The music, yeah. The production value of it. It sounds. Oh, if I listen to an old LL Cool J or Curtis Blow, it sounds old. Now the music that was made in like uh, late '90s, early 2000s, like. I wonder how it sounds to them. Do it sound like oh, this sound like some old ass shit, yeah. or do it sound like normal? No, I don't but know that's if there's. But
1: that's kind of how he hit me. Like, what is this? Like, mm-hmm. I'm what? I was like, this, this is, and I'm trying to explain to him in the, in the most. This is the Wu Tang Clan. This can you shit. name? Can you name what all not? What they do karate or some shit? <laughs> and, and that's his. That's his typical response. Like he's not. So like, who do you listen to? I like Chance.
0: Chance to the Rapper, Chance.
1: Kanye. I can fuck with some Chance.
0: You know he a big Kanye West fan, you know, but but yeah, I yeah he a Chance fan because Chance might as well have wrote his whole album. Yeah, yeah. we're not talking about that. Yeah,
1: that's that's a whole not, that's that's a whole another whole another shit. But I mean, just the fact that he had no clue or no even care about the Wu Tang made me want to put him on punishment. You
0: controversial before we yeah. end this podcast? Go ahead. Wu Tang Clan is overrated. Oh man, uh, oh man. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not saying they're not good and not great because they like, but they overrated. Top five. as a whole. It's like a million of them niggas. Six I'm talking some, about I'm talking about the is
1: good. I'm talking about the original 9, It's like not, 6 niggas. Not the, step out kids. Of the original 9.
0: It's like 6 of
1: them that's good. And the, the rest of them is yeah, like Yeah, man, we might as well wrap this up for yeah. <laughs> a time <fist> to <laughs>
0: uh,
1: Dame going wild uh Twitter, Snapchat, and Instagram. Uh we had the new email address and I was informed that we did not get any nudes. So we need to change that next week.
0: <laughs> Shop talk podcast at gmail.com. We on Facebook. Uh Shop Talk Podcast Three One Three. Uh because some clown already has Shop Talk Podcast. Uh, and is doing
1: absolutely nothing with
0: it. No, nothing with it. So I've been looking. Um so when we first started Shop Talk, I in my brain, this was an original idea. Yeah. Like no one has thought about this shit before. So I put the name and start doing shit and I go online, and I see it's a bunch of when I go on uh, iTunes, and I go on SoundCloud, like it's a bunch. When I do Twitter searches and everything, oh, I always a bunch of these shop talk motherfuckers. But now when I go on there and I hit the our hashtag is taking over. These niggas is not doing no disrespect because that SoundCloud. Now I, I think, think we should
1: disrespect it because if you're not <laughs> if you're not doing shit, like you just taking up space. But uh,
0: we are kind of uh we kind of pushing taking over that hashtag and all the searches. Now when I go into search and I say shop talk, like uh, we come up.
1: Yeah so. And and what they Like if we do disrespect them, What the hell are They gonna do about it Nothing <laughs> <laughs> Nothing So pound Shop Talk Podcast
0: And iTunes You took it back SoundCloud
1: That's what so it used to be The pound, pound
0: sign Yeah that's what we gotta do
1: Okay Pound
0: Pound Shop Talk Podcast uh, Instagram Twitter Facebook SoundCloud iTunes All that Appreciate y'all for listening And uh, reach out to James Good brother and we'll check y'all next yeah, week. Yeah, get your
1: money right. And we'll be back. Next week it will be episode ten. We should do something big.
0: Nine. Nah, this one was this yeah,
1: you right. You're right. Well, I'm,
0: technically we got that one that never came out. Yeah. So it will be ten, but for them it's nine.
1: Okay, so just scratch that. Next eight. week number nine, we'll figure something out, Flock. But
0: life. that tenth episode.
1: We'll do something.
0: Niggas gonna be woof.
1: We'll do something.
0: All right. Peace.